Welcome to the Super Facts Show on the Super Facts Network. Featuring St. Laz, who also hosts the popular web series Gem Pop and music journalist Mark Walter Ward. They have discussions about hip-hop, culture, society, philosophy, and everything else. Now available on YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. What up, world? It's the Super Fact Show. Your boy, Mark Waldo Ward. Tonight, we're joined by rapper-singer Soki Siren promoting her latest single, Top Gal. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging in there. So, so did I get the, the pronunciation right? Yeah, you, I mean, you got it precise. You give me a little bit of the why and the gal. I appreciate that. You did good. <laughs> so for those who, who might not be familiar with the subtle distinctions between that and the more traditional pronunciation, is there a, a difference in efficacy? No, man. I think it's just, you know, it's a different, you know, my dialect different. That's all it boils down to. It's still, it's still the same thing. Your that and you and your your dialect. You're from the Bahamas, right? Exactly. So when you came to America, like like it, I don't know. I, I've only interacted with you for like thirty seconds, but you don't seem to be too pretentious. So I don't know. Do you do you consider yourself a celebrity at this point? Not at all. I I am just I am literally writing my story every day as I go, and oh. I just trying to you know live my purpose, and that's about it. <laughs> see, see, I need I need to know that to know how to phrase, phrase this question. Um, but you would acknowledge that at least you're on the road to celebrity, and you're in a profession where you might get treated more kindly by people than um, you know somebody who just arrived here from the Bahamas. Who's? No, I mean I I'll have to see it. You know what I mean? Because it's one of them things where my perspective is just. Because I'm curious, as, as you've advanced in the rank, let, let's say let, let's say you're not a celebrity yet, but you're clearly advancing in the ranks of the music industry. Right. And I'm just curious if you've noticed um, a, a, a way that, that you know being treated different by Americans than like as opposed to when you first came here. Mm -mm. I, I honestly, I feel like you know within the industry, people may okay know that I've done certain things, but I wouldn't say that it, I have any um perks or <laughs> you know I, I think I get handled and I still get certain certain forms of disrespect even within the business so it's um like I said it's just still very grounded and and just you know trying to be mindful that you know as a person at the end of the day and you know I don't a celebrity is a funny word <laughs> word so you know I could ask you about the disrespect I could aggravate it aggregate it put in the title and get some clicks but I don't care about that type of stuff what 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 what's some of the instances where, where, where you felt like 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 th th that you were especially appreciated or respected musically in the industry? Um, I feel like well, I did get a nomination, a Latin Grammy nomination for a record that I had written on. Um, so that was a moment. And then when I started releasing my own music, that was actually it was like a surprising thing for me because people were just like super supportive and excited and also like a lot of people were kind of like caught off guard because they didn't why, why, why was that surprising to you that they were super supportive was that lack of faith in the music or you didn't think that they were gonna no it was also because I was coming from one side and emerging while and I've been an artist from the day I was born but like I have been operating in the capacity of a songwriter so you know when I presented my project and I'm like putting out my music and also, like, even, like, knowing how, like, the industry set up, you know, there's a lot of fraudists and fakers. 
And, um, you know, everybody aims for you. Like, this is a cutthroat industry at the end of the day. So, you know, anytime you get any kind of grace, whenever you get a flower, you definitely, for me personally, I speak it for myself, it comes off as a shock sometimes because you, you don't get it every day. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, this will be the one negative aspect I'll ask you then since you brought it up about having to fight for things. Has yes. there been situations where people, have to, and I'm not trying to just like yes or no, I'm not interested in who. Has there been situations where people have tried to uh, play down your credit on a song that would uh, change how much you receive from it financially? Yeah, that has happened before. It has happened before. Not a, not a regular occurrence, though. So you, you personally, did you react um, directly to that party? Did you, have to, did you do it through like an agent or a manager? Or, or? My publisher is precise. Like I, I, they, they handle... They handle the smoke. And, 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 if, and, if, and, and, you know, again, staring away from the negativity, but just for artist advice. So having the precise publisher what, what was the professional way to handle a situation like that? In that case, because it, was, um, it wasn't for my artist stuff. It was for a song that I had written. And um, my publisher was very much a, a essential person to have the needed conversation that needed to be at. Now, so, you know, I, I'm not interested in negativity, but I am interested in the sometimes combative nature of music. Have yeah. you ever, as a songwriter, working with, with for someone else, have you ever had to fight to get a portion of a song included that you felt had to be in there and then were proven right in retrospect? No, I, I feel like, I mean, you have moments where you have egos and in a sense, I kind of know how to pivot when I identify those kinds of personalities. But for the most part, and I tend to collaborate the same with the same people, so there's an understanding in the process. So um, that doesn't that's not as, that doesn't happen very often. I can't say that I like I've had moments where like egos have definitely shown up, but I don't you know me personally I don't really entertain them then. <laughs> so you know I, I've always been fascinated with the singer songwriter as like you know e e even as a genre which I don't think it gets credited for. I think too much a singer songwriter just gets like labeled as either a rock star or a pop star or an R&B star often mm -hmm. just depending on their ethnicity, which seems like a ridiculous way to categorize music. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I, I do like, you know, like people like James Taylor or Head and Reddy or Helen Reddy or, I mean, just, just, there's just so many great singer songwriters. And there's mm -hmm. people like Bob Dylan who wrote songs for a lot of people. And when people got a Bob Dylan song, they basically just got a Bob Dylan song and they performed a Bob Dylan song. Yep. And then other people like, you know, um, I don't know, Marvin Gaye um, wrote a lot of songs for people in Motown. And he tried to write songs that were reflective of the artist that he was writing for his strengths. Yeah. So, so if someone was, was to come to you for songwriting, are they just getting a Soaky Siren song, which is already top flight, or are they getting something that's more tailored to them as, a, as an artist? I, it could be either or. Sometimes I, I, if I'm in the room and I create from scratch with them, then you know I could get their perspective, I could get their lens. Um, if it's just something that I had in the bag and it's lit, then you know then you're gonna that's what you're gonna get you know you know I'm, I'm not trying to get too esoteric in the music stuff but like i i i really find this fascinating how, how do you personally gauge that like which one's necessary i mean i can't a lot of it is a lot of things tend to run on like autopilot when you establish like a bit of an infrastructure so like could I, feel could i'm sorry to interrupt you but could feel be a synonym for autopilot 
could be. I mean, but in this case, I think autopilot is autopilot. Because what I mean okay. is like, I have certain records that I say, for instance, have been they've been sitting on sitting on the shelf, and I have nothing to do with the fact that you know somebody heard it, the producer played it, or my publisher pitched it. So them kind of things that's out of my hand. That's an autopilot, and it essentially is kind of like you know that's just a matter of the universe conspiring to land it where it lands. So yeah. Got you. So now, you know, m moving towards a being a solo artist, what was that because, you know, you, you just felt certain songs you're creating des deserved your voice? You had to, I, I, again, I don't see you as desiring the limelight particularly, even though like you do have quite visually compelling videos and, or is it just that you wanted to be able to display all facets of your creativity? Because I feel like you're definitely creative across a few mediums. Yeah, I, um, I feel like, People don't realize, but I was an artist first. Like what the songwriting was supposed to be a, a way in the door and it turned into a full-fledged career. So for me, the fulfillment is like definitely in me telling my story and also not having to play in the in the boxes that I have to play in when I'm, you know, when you have to pitch a song or something like that. Like I feel like I I deliver, I know what I, I know my sound, I know the stories I want to tell, and I think. I owe it to myself and then also like I have a lot of you know I represent my country sometimes and representing myself personally so I want to make sure I do that fully and 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 precisely while I'm here. <laughs> so uh, how, how does one tell the story of being you from your country through your music like is that something that just comes out or, or do you set out to write a song like that and then and then you know, without, you know, turning into a genius page, what, 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 what does that look like in, in efficacy? For me, it's, it, the process varies, but in most cases, it's very stream of consciousness, like, uh, especially with a lot of the rap stuff that I have, I feel like the songs, like when I'm singing, I tend to have to put a little more thought and the process is a little more cerebral, but when I'm rapping and like, like a top gal, for instance, that was instinct. When I heard the, the bass line, I just started freestyling that and I just, that, those kinds of songs tend to, to write themselves. So I don't usually set out per se, like I feel like just inherently these stories exist and it's just a matter of tapping into whatever that is when the time comes. What level of headway are you making into the American rap community thus far? Um, it's been, I feel like it's still, I'm early, you know, it's, I, this is like ground level, I'm doing the work. Um, I've been getting syncs in different films and, and, and series and shows and stuff like that. So I think, you know, this is, a, it's a slow and steady, you know, this is a marathon. So I'm, I'm still early, definitely, you know, plugging and playing where I could play. Have you interacted, I know obviously COVID's made things hard for everybody, but have you interacted with many American rap artists? Um, I feel like not personally, because again, like you said, it's just me and a pandemic and also like I, tend to be very insulated in terms of like who I'm creating with or isolated. I work with the same people and like they kind of just be in the trenches, you know, worrying about my only, but um, you know, eventually I, I feel like just with the team that I have, we're going to start making those conversations or having those conversations. Cause, well, yeah. maybe not necessarily even like collabing with them. I'm talking about just, you know, like meeting them at venues and things of that nature. Oh, no, not yet. And like the pandemic really came and just, <laughs> yeah. All of us, you know. So, but I'm looking forward to outside opening back up so I can do that. You know. Are you are you out in California? Yeah. Uh, so so yeah, you're definitely not mingling at the venues or nothing. 
no, there ain't no venues right now. So I am patiently waiting for that to change because I'm I ready to get on stage and just start meeting and performing. I like it, just the vibes, man. I miss the audience. Well, speaking of vibes and, and, and you know, you you out there in California where everything's cut down and I'm not gonna lie, you, you definitely, you seem to got like 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 a, a healthy aura about you, a, a, definitely a very positive energy. How, how have you been maintaining like, you know, keeping things balanced and in your case, you know, I mean, I hesitate to say radiant because I don't want to be hyperbolic, but uh-huh. you, you, you know, you, 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 you seem at peace. The light radiating, just don't mind this, don't, don't think there's a halo though. <laughs> oh yeah, now I ain't talking. About, I, don't, I don't think you about to ascend to the heavens on some. Exactly. No, I mean, listen. I tell my, I talk to my family. Like that's what really keeps me grounded. Even though I'm not home, like I talk to my mommy like sometimes three times a day. I start my days out usually on the phone with one of my besties, so it feels like, like in fact, one of my best friends in, in Nassau. I pretty much am in Nassau running errands with her on the phone, so I still feel like I'm home. So that you mean like you mean like you're here talking to, to like clerks and stuff and all that type stuff. Bank line and she she on the line at RBC and I just I right there with her you know and somebody she on the road and she having a road rage I ready to get away with her. Um, so I I think that has helped a lot because you know I, it, it, otherwise I'd be very isolated and because um, I live by myself too so it's definitely. A process and, and also like an exercise and, and discipline because I have a, I still have to move forward with this project that I put out so I have to keep my energy up I have to stay accountable to myself you know because at the end of the day you know that's what you have you know, if you gotta it's up to you you know nobody's gonna build what you what you see in your head like you do so I have to try and push myself every day it ain't, every day and easy but for the most part, I try to keep that in, in the family time and the communication definitely keeps me grounded. You know, several times now you've referenced to either your, your vision for things or, or telling your story. And, and you know, I, I obviously, I don't know what it's like to move to America from the Bahamas as a male or a female. So what, 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 what is that story? What are some of the you know, it don't got to be no struggles. It could be some, you know, great things, some how great the Bahamian community is. You know, like I hate how everybody automatically assumes that because someone's an immigrant that they're in some like horrible situation or something. But it it, it is a unique situation. Mm-hmm. So 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 what 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 what, what 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 is the story? What is it like coming to America? What were your observations? You know, to be fair, like a lot of people, when they when they hear that I'm from the Bahamas, they assume it's like sun sun and sea and beach parties every day and um you know i think again while that may be a true for a tourist but for me personally that's that's not the scope of things and um that's also a part of my story as well which is bringing my perspective from us as Bahamian people um from me being a part of um you know I, like i'm i don't come from money at the end of the day my mommy raised all of us by herself and she had very hard times doing so. So I um, essentially Wait, did your pet did you cross paths with those rich tourists while you while you were struggling with money? You don't avoid that because the thing is you on an island. So like <laughs> not to say that you know like it, it's like you you want things to be super segregated, but it, I'm it's just hard to not really see it because you on an island, you know. So and a lot of times the places that we go to turn up, like for instance this place called Port Lacaya, that's also a tourist destination so you kind of catch that and is uh, that spelled c-r-o-i-x no port lakaya p-o-r-t 
and then L-U-C-A-Y-A. Okay. Yeah, so like, that's like, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to really not be in the same spaces. Um, and again, it's not even like, it's not an awkward experience. It's just, it is what it is. It's kind of like being adjacent to people that have, and, you know, by, you know, my mother is, you know, she raised all of us. She worked hard and that's, those are the, the mantras and those are the examples that we saw growing up. And I just feel like that's, that's the, the real experience for me personally. So I try how, to- How much opportunity is it there for a young person of, um, you know, as far as like work opportunities and scholastically? Um, we, we got some work to do scholastically, but I, I feel like we are in a, in a season where entre the entrepreneur is able to thrive now because there's just, the economy is, you know, we're in a, we're in a tough place like a lot, of, a lot of countries because of right. the pandemic, but even before, um, there's opportunity if you, if you are a hustler like you and you definitely do have to hustle and you know there are a lot of things that we have to you know address as a nation in terms of you know how things move but for the most part it's just you have to have that you have to have the drive you know like for me I was like I wasn't getting supported when I was you know I remember going to radio stations and at the, at the time it wasn't easy for me to do that so I was like all right when I know I got to come for him at some point and I could set up a thing I could set up a thing and that's what I did. So, but now like you know, tides have turned and now like we have a, a thriving creative community as well where Bahamian artists are supporting one another and radio stations are also supporting them. So there's definitely a, a forward motion overall. Do you think something like having a, a worldwide digital streaming platforms like Spotify and that has contributed to the support because you know, if one Bahamian artist gets on one one another song and now all of a sudden their fans are it's a lot of cross pollination. That would be good. That would be because you said if the radio didn't play you, you know, maybe the radio station doing stuff like that created an environment that that would cause artists not to work together because like they're naturally rivals to get those few slots on the radio. Yeah, but it's changed a lot since then though. So like That's now good. it's definitely evolved and there's a lot of support for local artists and stuff now. So so that must do your heart good to see that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like it was, it was so good to see, especially when I went home and like, like I said, there's a creative community where like, it just seems like it's kind of like this ecosystem of, of talent that's just thriving right now. So that's- And that's so then you came to America and you immediately got on as a songwriter or is there a transition period? Immediately, I wouldn't say immediately. It was very much, um, it was very difficult at the end of the day. like. You know, anytime you're starting from scratch, you have it's proven grounds all the time, right? So nobody takes you seriously until a couple people start co-signing. And then, you know, I also am a woman at the end of the day. So like me, especially when it comes to like, you know, some male dominated business. And at the beginning, like I was in a lot of sessions trying to do like rap hooks and work with whoever I could work with. And most of the time, these are men. So at the time, like I had moments where I was just like, bruh. Come on. <laughs> so it wasn't easy. It wasn't no quick, there wasn't no shortcuts and it wasn't no quick flying. Do you feel like, you know, you take the name Siren and then you insert yourself into a business where you're clearly going to get judged by your looks. Do you feel at any point that that's had a detrimental effect on your mental health or self-esteem? Not really. Not really. Because I, I, lately, like, especially I've learned, like, you got to log off and, and stay out of the comments and also, like, 
it's easier said than done but understand like a lot of times people talk it when someone especially if you are a grown-ass person if you could say something about some if you could publicly publicly come with somebody aesthetic and look and memorialize that in a public forum you did you are projecting that's a you problem you know what i mean like it's just right. weird to do that <laughs> you know mm, like, yeah. I, I don't love everybody face you know and i don't think every people ain't always love how i look but at the same time i can respect that and be okay and not project any negativity on that you know everybody has their face you know social media is a little weirdish that way yeah so let, 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 let's talk about you know apologies to your publicist let's talk about some of the musical stuff so you have a song that's on the EA soccer game, which is, you know, a humongous video game seller, and it's featured in a FIFA virtual world campaign? I did. A, I performed at the virtual world premiere for the actual, for the for the soundtrack of FIFA, and the single is on the Volta soundtrack. So that was, the song is called MIA. It's a single before this one that I'm delivering to you today. And um, that was exciting, man. I was, it was unexpected, and it was exciting. Have you seen the song played at like a, a, a soccer game? I mean, we are we inside, so I'm seeing. I've been like, I kind of have to catch people like in their game rooms, and like some people will message me and be like, "Yo, this is my song, this is my gold song," you know. And I'm just like, "Hey, I, I wish I could see it in real time, but like we inside." Well, <laughs> so. congratulations! I see it's the number one stream song on that whole soundtrack, so that, that that's impressive for any top selling EA sports game. Thank you. And it's, just, it's on, and to be fair, it's not on the main soundtrack. It's on the Volta soundtrack, which is which I still appreciate. Well, I mean, well, that makes it even more impressive. There's the most streamed song, you know, that speaks to the quality of the song. True, I see that. I get that. I get that. I'm excited about that too. So let, 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 let let's take it all the way back. In your bio, it says you you used to rap in the closet. Yeah, I used to. I used to write. Why? No, I didn't, it wasn't like rapping in the closet. I was writing in the closet. So I would like pull away in my mommy closet and I would just pen my, my bars and just be completely like isolated. and just. It, it helped you focus. Yeah. And then I just, I used to, I felt like I, that was my way to disconnect from everything else. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was no weirdo shit. You know, I thought, I thought probably it probably helped you focus and maybe some visualization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that sounds like stuff that sports psychologists recommend people do. Yeah, must was, I was on to something then, Loki. Yeah, well, clearly, clearly. So, so how, how, how would you explain to a total novice what can I don't know how to say the word right, kombucha is? Kombucha? kombucha. Yeah. I mean, clearly it's something to drink. Yeah, it's a fermented tea that is, that has probiotic properties. They love it, cause yeah. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You made that ridiculous, ridiculous bop of a song about about say it again. A, a fermented tea that has what properties? Probiotic properties. But listen, give me, give me a second. Damn. I, kombucha is a metaphor, man. I, 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 I wasn't the intention wasn't to go and be like get on this drink. It was literally because because a probiotic, the beverage itself is supposed to have cleansing properties. So at the time. I was going through, I was in a space where I was like, bro, I need to cleanse my circle because it, the, it was looking really muddy waters with people and their motives around me. And that day that I was in the studio with Shy Girls, who produced the song, 
he was like, I have this track, um, but I want to go, let's go to the, the corner store. I want to I get a kombucha. And so we go to the corner store and we come back and he played a track. And that first sample, the minute I heard that, I was like, yeah. So it kind of like, somehow it manifested in my mind between the space of us going for that walk and going to the corner store and coming back. Coming back. And then the metaphor just stood for what, what I was feeling at the time. Okay, well, you guys, excuse me, I didn't catch the metaphor because I didn't know what kombucha was really. It's, it's a cleanse. It's a drink that cleanses, and I well, would... well, I mean, the song go hard, so now I listen to it again and appreciate the lyrics even more. There we go. That part. That part. So you said you 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 chose Siren as part of your your artist name because it came from your friends who read the artist Seduction. Yeah. Did did, 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 did you ever read the relevant passages? No, I I feel like I I might have glanced over time, but I really I didn't retain anything. I just. When she gave it to me, when she told me it, she gave me a pendant. It's my bestie, Jody, And she was like, this pendant, this essay for Sophie, this for Siren. And I was like, fine. And I literally just ran with that. And I was like, it is what it is. Do you know at least if it's like the same as like, 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 like them. The mermaid, John? Yeah, yeah, the Jones would be like calling the sailors and then killing them. I feel like something maybe, I feel like there may be a tie in, in, in that. Yeah, I think so. And I, I don't want to say nothing if I, if I can't confirm fully by reading the passage. So I just, right. that one I'll investigate. I'll have to get back to you. <laughs> Plus, I mean, let's keep it real. Silky Siren sound cool as shit. Yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Man, you know, you know it sound badass. You all humble and shit. I just, I tell you, I just be cooler, man. I know. I just do what I do. I just show up with the name. I can't take credit for it. So I'm like, if people them like it, then I love it. Um, I mean, you 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 can take you can take credit for making it known. It was up. Well, see, you got perspective. I like that. I feel you. I like that. That's true. Well, you know, one one way I try to gain perspective is I I ask people who know about things that there's no way I could possibly know. And one thing I'm curious about is you know for those who aren't in the know a latin grammy is everything that a grammy is what, what, what's it like being nominated and winning well i didn't win I oh you didn't win you just got nominated so what's it like being nominated i'm sorry excuse me well you're good i um i was in disbelief when i found out um it was exciting because it's just again like you 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 make these songs and you don't really once you put them into the world they out of your hands completely and fully so it was really inspiring, really exciting. It was crazy to go to the award show and like I was like, okay, there we go. You know, hopefully I could I could secure a couple more. Um, but if not, I mean I'm just grateful for that because that again, that wasn't something that I expected. And it's yet another one of those things that kind of just lets you know, like, okay, you 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 in the you on the path and you're walking in the direction you should be. So so you you you've had like some incredible highs. Have, have you ever suffered the dreaded imposter syndrome? Definitely. Definitely. Because my thing is my bar, you know, like my, my bar. I, you see my hand out of frame because it, 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 it's, it's really, really high up there for myself, not necessarily from people, people. So like a lot of times I'm just like, okay, yeah, but I supposed to be doing this. Or I supposed to be doing that or this, you know, and that's something that I, I, I have to work on and I'm still working on. But I definitely, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible because you downplay the accomplishments or you, you're like super 
it's almost like disrespecting your blessing if you do it too much. So I'm trying to like work on that because it. You, you just know, got you could you got to try to balance enjoying your wins as much as you you know you know hate your losses. You know what I mean? That part. That part. You know, but just don't spend too much time doing it because yeah. then you then you won't have as many wins. See, so that balance is the balance is key. Key. So, you know, things are starting to open up back where you at. And, and, you know, I'm sure you're going to start having the ability to tour. You know, obviously from your numbers, there's going to be a demand to, to see you perform and things of that nature. And I know you've got music recorded. Well, what, what, what do you have planned for the rest? And here's a generic boring question, but I'm sure you have an interesting answer. What do you have planned for the rest of the year with the music? I am going to, I'm patiently waiting for outside to open back up so I could actually like travel and because I want to play shows like I'm getting ready to go to rehearsal now um so, you know even now I'm like I'm gonna start doing some live stream sets even um I have I'm rolling out an EP this year so it's gonna be a single following this and then a single following that the video for top y'all coming in two weeks so like definitely it's just I just big forward motions for me this year and also just trying to get in as many markets as possible and just playing and just you know, live the life of our artists as, as much as I can in, in these strange times. I, you know, from what you've seen of me thus far, interacting with me, mm -hmm. do you think I think you're a better rapper or a better singer? Ooh, I think, think, I feel like you like the rap. Not like what I think you're better at. I think I better at that. Uh, I, 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 I I, I I love to rap, but you, you, you could definitely sing. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I think uh, I, I, I feel your singing is on such a level that it's so undeniable that no matter what, you'll be able to sustain yourself professionally singing. That where you're rapping, you're going to have to fight amongst a group of people, fight the clutter to catch people's ear. That's good to know. That's good to know. And I I, I but you definitely be 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 spitting, you know. Thank you. I got, trust me, I got some singing on the way too. So I, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because at least I know that that should have a warm welcome when it drops. What, what, what do you think that, that you're better at? Because you said you set the bars impossibly high, but I guarantee you ain't set, set them possibly I, or impossibly even. Uh, you know, I, I can't say what I better at yet. I feel like I'm more comfortable rapping. Yeah. But, yeah. Because that, that was my, I started, you know, that was my stomping grounds thing. Got you. Mm -hmm. Well, well, I mean it, that I can't. I, I can't really think of anything else except that you know, drop your socials. What you, what, what you you know what you're working on. What you want to promote. But is there anything I missed on that, that I should ask you about? No, nah, you covered everything. Um, I feel like yeah, you covered everything. Uh, my socials. You could definitely link me on Soaky Siren. Is S O Soaky Siren S O A K Y S I R E N on all platforms. It's the same across all of them. And um, yeah, just, you know, more bops on the way. So please, you know, I definitely got to keep you posted on when the video drops too. You know, I'll keep you up to date. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I'd love to talk to see you again down the road. Well, that's easy. That's I will sh well, shoot. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely stay in contact. And then thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. Definitely, you know, feel free to run the thing whenever. Um, and we can do it. We can do this another time. All right, well, thank you very much. You have a good night. You too, sweet. All right, nice to meet you.
the Gem Pop Podcast. In this show, St. Laz will bring you the unfiltered truth of what really goes on inside of correctional facilities, and he holds nothing back. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes disturbing, and always memorable. Laz will tell you just how barbaric, unnecessary, and damaging mass incarceration is. From the inmates, their families, all the way to the over-policed communities the cycle's beginning. You can watch all these stories on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to St. Laz on YouTube at st.laz on YouTube.